Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And hi there. Happy Thanksgiving week. We're excited about this holiday, but gosh, when you go in the stores, you can't even tell that it is Thanksgiving. I went in today to Michael's to get some stuff for our Thanksgiving dinner, and they had a little stand about three feet by four feet in the front with a few little things on there, little fun things, and that is it. That is all they had for Thanksgiving. Then I went over to Walmart. It is full of Christmas. We have kind of forgotten about Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're pretty mad about that. It's like Thanksgiving's been shoulder to side. One big shoulder is Halloween, and the other big shoulder is Christmas, and poor little Thanksgiving not being a very commercial holiday unless you happen to be a turkey grower. Kind of gets shoved aside, and don't get us wrong, we love Halloween, we do, and we love Christmas, but man, Thanksgiving deserves, I think it deserves a whole month, but at least it deserves a week, and at least it deserves a weekend. We're starting to hear ads now that talk about uh, Black Thursday, can you believe it? I mean, I didn't even like Black Friday, but now, some of the time, we're calling Thanksgiving Black Thursday. Oh, they're just really encouraging people to get out and shop, shop, shop till you drop on Thanksgiving. Come on, people. Enjoy your families. Think about gratitude for one day at least. It really is kind of sad. And it's not people who do it. In fact, no. when, it's amazing. When we uh, we mention our frustration like we're doing right now to people, they say, yeah, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. It, it's just that the uh, who's the villain here, Linda? Who are we blaming? Media. No, you think media? Yeah, well, they I, just they don't say it. You know, they just don't say squat about Thanksgiving. Well, I think it's people the, going on Christmas. It's it's the retail establishment. It's commercialism. I guess that's partly media. Well, yeah, okay. it is. All right, um, we got to blame someone. No kidding. I can't believe you just said you really like Halloween. We had a big argument. Well, I I mean, it's, I, I, I just. I just, you know what I'm saying, but we do. Here's, here's the thing we want to do today. We want to suggest, hey, this is the way we push back on this forgot, forgotten holiday. We want to suggest that you not only preserve Thanksgiving in your family for the month of November and for this week, Thanksgiving week, we want to suggest you perpetuate it all year long because as we worked on our new book, which is called The Thankful Heart. We love this book, by the way, and it's not so much just because we wrote it. It's because our kids took all the photography in it, and our wonderful designer laid it out so pretty that it's a, it's like a coffee table book. But one of the things it does, in fact, the bulk of the book, the middle part of the book is all about what to do in in November, then in December, then in January, then in February, then in March, in order to keep the sort of attitude of gratitude going in your families all year long. Because, you know, you look for a panacea, Linda. If, you, if kids are grateful, if you are a parent who manages to teach your children to be sort of naturally appreciative and grateful and to express thanks, I mean, we all try to teach our kids to say please and thank you, but... But when you go beyond that and say, don't just say thank you, feel it, that in a way is sort of a masterstroke for a parent because grateful kids 
I mean, just think about it. Can you imagine a sort of a naturally grateful child who's been taught that, who's sort of practiced it, who's become good at noticing things and expressing his appreciation to people? It's hard to imagine that kid being much of a disciplinary problem. I mean, he's grateful. He's aware. He, he knows. Hopefully, he's grateful to a lot of people, but particularly to, to you, to the parents. And it makes a child more manageable and more sort of easy to live with. And I guess probably because if you're a grateful parent, you're teaching them that by example. Uh, that's really true. And, you know, gratitude is such an important tool to help kids feel grounded, to feel that, you know, when you start feeling down and you even if they're being bullied at school or having a hard time or they just feel like you're not up to snuff, it really is important to teach them how to turn that around and say, but well, what are you grateful for? But what that you have gifts that other people don't have. But let's talk about that for a minute. We had a child with pretty severe learning disabilities and he just kept feeling like he was not as good as the others. Grades were so hard for him. Reading was so hard for him. But he was so right-brained. He was a visionary. And the more we kept saying, but remember, remember, your mind works different than other people. Be grateful for that because you you see things they don't see. Just remember how thankful you should be for the way you are and that you're not like them in a lot of ways. And I think that turns a kid's mind around as fast as anything. Well, I mean... All human beings and, and all kids, sometimes it's easier to see in kids, essentially have uh, one of two choices. They can they can walk around looking for the things they don't have or the gifts they don't have or the skills they don't have or the things others can do better than them. And that's that's pretty prominent. That's pretty normal for kids, especially at certain ages. Or they can learn the skill of sort of flipping that in their mind and saying, well, yeah, I can't do that, but I can do this. And I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. I'm going to focus on what I'm grateful for. I'm going to focus on the positive side of who I am and who my family is and what my circumstances are. And that's this attitude of gratitude that we're really talking about here. You know, we really need to watch for things like that with our children when they feel kind of down. I, I'm just reminded of a story I haven't thought of for a long time. This child was always late for school. He was just a dreamer. He was just could not get himself ready and get his homework together. And I'll never forget one day. I was so exasperated. He was late again. And I considered making him walk, but it was kind of cold. It was winter, but it was kind of melting. And and I thought, well, all right, I'll just take him down one more time. So I go flying to the school. I screech up to the front door, you know, push on the brake and open the door Go, go. And he looked at me and said, Mom, did you see the sun shining off the water in that manhole cover on the way down here? (laughs) And it just took my breath away. I just, oh, my gosh, I did not notice that. I was so involved with the crisis of the moment that I was not looking for beauty. I was not looking for things like that. But this particular child is always seeing beauty. He's seeing things that I, I never see. And I think being grateful for being different sometimes is so helpful. So here's our challenge to you, parents, you listeners, you radio loyalists. 
we would like to challenge yourself, ourselves, and you along with us to sort of earmark this coming year, and I'm talking about the year that goes from Thanksgiving 2014 to Thanksgiving 2015, earmark it as a time when we deliberately undertake to develop and hone the skill of gratitude or the the, the talent, if you will, of being more thankful, more appreciative. And it's easy to start it on Thanksgiving, on this weekend, on this week coming up. And this, the best way to do it, and, and we just want to kind of tell you how this has evolved a little bit in our family, get a book of blank paper. You can get them in any stationery store. Get a nice one if you can. Get one that looks like it means something and maybe has a nice cover. And name it your family gratitude journal. A gratitude journal, that's not a, a new idea. You may have heard of that. There have been books written about having a journal and writing and everything you're grateful in. But we're talking about one for your family, one that sits maybe in the family room or sits on the kitchen table even or sits somewhere prominently where every member of the family can take it out and write down something they're grateful for. Now, you might get one that, it's like a calendar and it has every day in it and you can write what you're thankful for on that day. And that's probably the best way to go. But if you can't get that, just get a plain one and, and let sort of go chronologically, just, you know, one thing to the next. We originally started doing that. We didn't call it a gratitude journal, but thinking back on it, Linda, it's exactly what it was. We called it the interest book. Yeah, that was funny. We did that when we very first got married, this little interest book and Everything that we saw that was interesting, we would come and write it down at the end of the day. One one reason we thought that was funny, that because, you know, the double meaning, it's an interest book, like a bank savings book where you get interest in it. But no, ours was an interest book in the sense, who noticed something interesting? And we had little kids at the time, and they'd see something, and they'd write it down, or they'd hear something. I mean, I'm just trying to remember some of the things. I remember on a patio at the place where we lived, if you kicked a rock, it made a real hollow sort of a sound as it bounced across this this sort of echoing patio and someone wrote, kick a rock across there, it makes a really funny sound. Or, or someone would notice that, uh, you know, the, the grass in the field had turned yellow, uh, you know, all of a sudden it was green and now it was yellow. And people would just write those little things that interested me. I was interested in that. I noticed that. I want to share it with you. And when you think of it, Linda, that was really a gratitude journal. Yeah, it was. Uh, and it can be something as silly as paper airplanes. When we were first married, we were living in Boston, uh, right by the Charles River. And the business school was just across the river, but we were on the 24th floor. And since we had no money, our entertainment sometimes on Friday nights was making paper airplanes and see how far we could make them fly. Now, that's a little bit um, not environmentally friendly right now, but it was, really interesting. it was very interesting. And uh, We wrote that in there. It, yeah, it was just fun to, to, you know, see how far we could make them fly. Um, the sunset tonight was positively gorgeous. You were taking a nap. You oh, know. did I miss the sunset? Oh, oh so wow. pretty. 
But, you know, you're grateful for those things that just lift your spirit and inspire you. And if you're thinking about that, it makes a difference in your life in general. But we're going we're gonna to give you a sort of a more refined version here in this challenge. We, we, we challenge you to go get the book of blank paper before Thanksgiving, if you can, and have it in your home and start it off, inaugurate it, if you will, christen it, a gratitude book for your family at Thanksgiving this year. And start it off by, on Thanksgiving Day, making a list in the first few pages of your new book, the things that you're grateful for. All of you contribute. Maybe point one person as a scribe and have him write number one, potatoes. Number two, turkey. Number three, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the pilgrims. Number four, Abraham Lincoln. Number five, just let people start throwing out things they're grateful for and number them. And while the turkey's cooking, see how many you can get. Maybe do it in two columns on the page in your book so you can get a lot on there. You don't want to use up too much of your book because we're going to express to you a way to have that book last through the year. But it starts with just this simple thankful list. And after we have a brief break, we're going to suggest what you could do in that same book in December and in January and right on through the year. So Brief break, and we'll be right back talking again about gratitude on this Thanksgiving week on Ayers on the Road. Ayers on the Road, parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. All right, we're back, and I'm just going to mention, I'm just going to really, really briefly mention what we challenge you to do each month in the coming year, just to give you an idea. And I'll just mention it, Linda will comment on it, and we'll go right on. So we think in December, we're talking about extending now this gratitude journal that you've already got a little thankful list in from Thanksgiving. In December, since it's Christmas time, focus your gratitude on God, and each night in prayer, as a family, Think, think of five things that you're especially grateful for and thank God for them. And then when you're done with your prayer, write them in your gratitude journal. What do you think of that one, Linda? I like it a lot. And uh, even if you're not a believer, you can do that in your own way. It does make a difference. Every time you express gratitude for something, it changes your mindset. Okay, then in January, focus on your senses. And try to think about what you see, what you smell, what you hear, what you feel. And um, this month, try to focus on those senses a little bit longer. And in your book each day, just write down one new thing that one of your senses revealed to you. That's a little like the interest book, Linda. What do you think of that one? I like that a lot because it, it just focuses your gratitude on something specific. And that's what we're doing in this little journal. But this, your senses are so incredible. We don't pay enough attention to them. We take them for granted way too much. By the way, taking for granted is the enemy, the sworn enemy, the adversary, the anti-gratitude. Now, in, in, we're basing these a little on holidays. In February, because of Valentine's Day, make the transition. And it's a wonderful thing to think about, Linda. Make the transition from gratefulness to love. And this time in your book, instead of writing things that you're grateful for, each day write down one thing that you love. Now, it may be some of the same things that you thought of before that you were grateful for, only this time say, I love you. This time say, 
one thing I love because that is an interesting transition to make. You know, I just woke up the other morning and had such a busy week and we were gone all week and had a lot of commitments and so on. And I woke up one morning and thought, I am so grateful. I did not. I love waking up in the morning, not to an alarm clock and just yeah. doing what I need to do yeah. for that day. I love that. Just focusing on that for a minute is just a great idea. All right. Then in March, um, Say thank you to someone each day. Now we're not talking about thankfulness to God, but to another person, and make it a goal all month long in March to say thank you to someone every day and to write down who that person was and what you said thankful for. Well, I'd like to also suggest that when I wake up in the morning, I often think, who could I just send a little short email to to thank them for something they've done for me? And it really makes a difference to you, but also to the person that gets the message. Absolutely. Okay. Then in April, um, practice asking the creative formulation of a good question. In other words, um, it's one thing to, to say thanks, but the other side of the thankful coin is to ask. And becoming good at asking things is actually conducive to being more thankful to things. So each day, write down one question that you have in your book. It could be a cosmic question or it could be just some question that you think is interesting and write down a question every day. And then that will automatically cause you to look for answers, which is another aspect of gratitude. Funny you should say that because just today we realized it was the anniversary of the Hubble, uh, well, the guy named Hubble who discovered a whole galaxy beyond our galaxy um, as of this year right now. 90 years ago, yeah, this week. 90 years. And, uh, he discovered Andromeda Galaxy. At that time, everyone thought our galaxy was the only one in the universe. Yeah, and, you know, it blows your mind to think about the cosmos. But we love it. It just it just makes you so grateful for all you don't know. <laughs> well, and that could actually be another challenge. We should have thought of that to put in the book, Linda. That, that one one of the extensions, the most wonderful sort of enhancements of of gratitude is awe. When you feel awed yeah. by something, yeah, you look true. at the night sky and you feel awe. Now, for May. You actually already jumped again a little on this one, Linda. The challenge for May is each day, this is a tough challenge for a whole month, write some little thank you note or a little thank you email. Just think of something someone did for you and write it either as a note or an email and, and send it to someone. Gosh, you know, the written word is so important, but I just can't make myself do it anymore. It's so easy to do email, but email's all right. And... Um, I don't know. In the morning, it's just hard to write. Hard for me to write, but I can still type. All right. Then in June, this is, I think, a very interesting one. Uh, the idea of visualizing. Sometimes people who are the happiest and the most creative are people who can actually visualize things. And so this month, once each day, the challenge is to pause and sit still for a minute and relax and, and sort of while you're in almost meditation form, Focus actually for a couple of minutes on visualizing one blessing that you really love. And it might not be something you can see right then, but visualize in your mind one a person you're grateful for or uh, an aspect of your life that you love and see it in your 
in your brain, visualize it and, and be thankful for it. So visualizing is so valuable and powerful. Um, I, I love meditation. I'm just terrible at it. I just can't make my mind stop. But the more you work at it, the better you get at it. And so that's something I'm really going to work on this year. Now, July is a huge one. If you can do this one, this, this may be the highlight of the whole gratitude year. And that is thinking of, of one relationship that you want to be better and write down a little. This is, a, in a way, you say this is easy because it's only one thing to do for the whole month. But pick a relationship that you really treasure and write a little description of how you'd like that relationship to be in five years. That will make you feel gratitude on a whole new level for the person that you're thinking about in that relationship. And if you have lots of persons, you have to really think about which one you need to work on the most because we have lots of little people now that we could do that with. But there are some that I really need to have a better relationship with. Now, August is a real switcheroo. You've heard of being grateful for adversity. I mean, <laughs> that's the hardest thing of all. But but in a way, this is the easiest challenge because all of us can think quite quickly of some adversity we're having or some problem we're facing or some difficulty we're having. It could be a health issue. It could be uh, a relationship issue. It could be, you know, just something that's not going very well. And, and usually you'd say, well, that's, I'm not going to be grateful for that. That's the trick is saying, actually, I am grateful for that. What am I learning from it? What can I overcome as I think about it? This is life. We have adversity. Can we, do we resent them and resist them? Or do we say, I'm grateful for that adversity? Not that I would have wished it on myself, but it's here and I'm going to make the best of it. Wait, you you saying that I should be grateful that my back hurts? Yeah, yeah, even even something like that because you know it's it you're getting you're learning patience, right? I'm learning patience and I'm learning what I can and cannot do, I guess. You always learn something from adversity. You're learning to ask me to lift your suitcase instead of you trying to put it up in the in the bin above the seats on the airplane. I know, but it it's hard to appreciate adversity when you're in it. It's looking back on it when you realize all that you learned from it. Now, we're getting toward the end of the hour, so we're also getting toward the end of these challenges. And for September, see if you can, this is sort of an advanced form, write down something in your book every week that you can't control and that you're actually grateful that you can't control it. Now, give me an example of well, that, because I think you think you can control everything. No, no, no. Okay, something <laughs> as as internally automatic as digestion. Like, I can't control my digestion, but I'm grateful for it. I can't control my sweat glands, but I'm grateful that they work automatically. But it could also be something that's unpredictable and natural, like the weather, or you mentioned sunsets earlier. Things you can't control... And one of the reasons you love them so much is they're bigger than you are. They're, 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 they're beyond your control, and therefore we feel grateful for them. Our most recent phrase is, it is what it is. Deal with it. And uh, <laughs> I think you need to remember that. Well, don't say that to me anymore. Just say, it is what it is, so be grateful for it. <laughs> right. All right, and the last one, because now you've gone through the year and you're back to October, the month preceding next Thanksgiving. And, and this, again, is kind of an advanced form. Cultivate a positive can't-do attitude. 
not a can-do attitude, but a can-do attitude because there's so many things we can't do. And and it'll make you grateful when you think, I can't do that, but God can't. I can't do that, but so-and-so can. I'm grateful for the things I can't do because they make me appreciate them more. Uh, G.K. Chesterton used to say, it's only when we realize how small we are that we can realize how great the blessings of God are. It's so true. And I have to say, before we close, that um, our producer down at uh, BYU Radio, Benjamin, is going to post uh, a reminder of what you can do each month and um, to remain thankful the whole year and grateful for what you have no matter what it is or no matter what you wish it was. Um, and also, you should know that we send out Thanksgiving cards every year instead of Christmas cards. And we just sent our Thanksgiving cards for this year. In fact, we have our Thanksgiving cards in this new book, The Thankful Heart, in the back. So um, it kind of goes through the history of our family. But it is so fun to send Thanksgiving cards to let people know how grateful we are for them and for the world and for the things that we should be grateful for. So that's also going to be posted on BYURadio.org. And I just want to say, you know, I mean, some of you who listen every week know that we've spent the last three weeks talking about gratitude. And you might say, wow, the Irish are really obsessed with gratitude. And I guess we are. Because also, if you want to sort of wrap this all together in your mind, go on DeseretNews.com and you'll see the last four articles that we've written uh, for our column in the, in the Deseret News, our weekly column, have all been about gratitude. And then if you really want to take the plunge, as Linda mentioned, this new book, The Thankful Heart, happens to be on sale right now on Amazon. And so, you know, if you really want the whole works, get that. But if you don't want to go that far, as you say, Linda, starting probably in a couple of days, you can look on byuradio.org, and you'll find this little list of how to extend gratitude and enhance it for the entire year ahead. I'm thinking that it's going to be right away knowing Benjamin, but also... Just know that if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, that's the whole point. We want to be grateful all year, and we're especially grateful for our wedding, and there are some wedding pictures in our Thanksgiving card. Our youngest daughter. And if you look at the the last picture, it is so fun because it's the bride and groom with all the grandchildren on both sides of the family. Total chaos. There's screaming babies. There's stuff going on. But they're so in love. They're just kissing. They're totally unaware. Oh, you're talking about what's already posted on BYURadio.org, and that is the wonderful wedding we have. It's the end of the Thanksgiving part. That's right. So we We wish you the very best. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We know we have great listeners out there who are going to have a great time with their families this weekend. We wish you the very best. And join us next week on Ayers on the Road. 